Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. My chair's squeaking. I hope it stops. Well, how are you today, Adele? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's little Roxy? (laughs) She's good. She's joining us right from the very start today because... Well, last week she felt left out, so we had to include her halfway through the podcast. Uh, I say last week, but it was actually two weeks ago. We had to skip last week, and uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit when we get into our highs and lows. Yeah, it's been a very interesting start to the year, the month, the year, 2024. It really started with a bang, that is for (laughs) sure. Um, Flying and just the weather and everything was very calm in December. Um. I didn't fly much. You had some nice flying, kind of, you know, what you missed. The weather was absolutely beautiful in Calgary. We might have mentioned it. I don't know. It was just very mild winter temperatures. I think all over Canada, but I mean, especially in Calgary, we're very, very, um, I don't want to say blessed, but like. We we were very lucky. We had a very good winter through December uh, up until I guess like the start of January and such. Uh, and uh, I think we're going to, that's, that's going to be another topic when we talk about our highs and lows. <laughs> yeah. Um, Should we get right into yeah, it? Yeah, right. Let's, let's go. <laughs> cool. All right. Do you want to start with a high? Uh, I don't, do I have any? That sounds <laughs> any so bad, but it's been so intense. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I guess right, like, Right off the bat today, um, after a cold snap, it was finally warmer. And by warmer, it was like minus 14 degrees Celsius today, which meant that we were finally able to walk Roxy outside. Um, we went on a regular route, not too, too long because it's still minus 14, but it's yeah. way warmer than it's been, which is insane. Um, and then we had a nice evening evening with our friends. We watched the Iris tour movie. Uh, all together and just had some laughs and catching up time, which was really, yeah. really nice. Definitely, definitely. Uh, for me, a high would be um, over the last two weeks or so, uh, most of my flights didn't end up how they should. Like, so I'm, I was doing three-day pairing, so I should be gone for three days. But uh, both of my pairings that I've done, the first one ended up just being a two-day, so I got to come home early. And then my uh, last one ended up being a one-day, so I came home after what or in the same day pretty much um and the way it works with flight attendants if you come home early because you had a flight cancel or you were delayed or whatnot then you're on what's called reassignment and reassignment they can basically do anything with you uh, fly you anywhere on those days that you're still active and for me for the the next two days they did nothing with me uh so i got to spend a few more days at home so that was a high for me i got to spend more time with adele and roxy and the kitty cats (laughs) yeah exactly so um Mm -hmm. a little bit of driving back and forth a lot to the airport because it was like okay you're coming home in a few hours all right i'll I'll come right back to get you um 
but like, let's get right into the lows then because well, uh, <laughs> that's gonna, one of them. Yeah, I'm going to go first for lows because um, mine's going to be a little easier to explain. Um, the lows for me was the low, low temperature that we were getting here in Calgary. And when I say low, I mean minus 40 and lower than that. Now, for any of our friends outside of Canada, minus 40 degrees Celsius is equal to minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit to give you an idea of how cold it was. Uh, and it was lower. With wind chills, it got down to minus 47 or 48 at one point. Um, and with those low weathers, or low weathers, that low temperature, certain things you can't do. You can't spend very much time outside, period. You, you, you'll freeze. Like even walking to the car, we bundled up. Um, we couldn't walk Roxy because it's not fair to her. Yes, she has a fur coat, but it's not it's not a big enough fur coat to last in minus 40 plus weather. Um, and so the one time we actually got to give her some exercise was when we needed to go to the airport for uh, for a little bit. And we actually brought Roxy along because Calgary is a dog-friendly airport, a pet-friendly airport. Um, I saw someone walking a cat the other day. Uh, at so, the airport? Yeah, yeah <laughs> right outside the gates there. Um, and so we were able to walk Roxy a little bit around the airport. She got her exercise and we did our best to, you know, play with her in the house to try and give her some exercise, but nothing beats going out for a walk. Um, so my low would be the low, low temperatures. Um, and then it also affected our car. Um, of course, we do have the electric car and I knew that cold weather would affect it. I'd say between minus 10, minus 15, it didn't affect it that much. It wasn't too, too bad. But when we got to those minus 30 and, and worse, um, it drastically affected the car. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can hear in the background there. Maui wants to come in and play too, but uh, he's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're going to get into Adele's low, which is going to lead into the first topic of discussion for today's podcast. Okay. <laughs> Trust me, I've thought about this. Uh, oh, what if I'm not talking about the right low? I know exactly what your low is going to be. <laughs> um, well, last week. So this is when our poor planning comes into play. We we're like, oh, Jeremy, we should we should record. Jeremy didn't feel like recording. So we pushed it off, said, well, we're going to record when you get home. I was supposed to get home at like 9 p.m., I think a Tuesday. On Tuesday, yeah. So like, you know, pushing it for a Wednesday release, right? But doable, think, but pushing doable, it a bit. Yeah. Doable. doable. Um, obviously, I would have been tired. I was supposed to do a 10-hour day that day. Um, but I mean, getting home at 9 p.m. is not too bad, you know, just change record quickly and jeremy said he had the the episode like all mapped out anyway so okay i just have to kind of sit and listen to you talk about yeah. the subject um yeah that did not happen i landed in toronto on i guess tuesday morning at 2 a.m started feeling nauseous on the plane to me, this doesn't happen. Like, I'm not nauseous. I'm not a, like a stomach bug person. I'm like a sinus illness person. So I always get like sore throats and like congestion. That's what I get. But mm -hmm. stomach bugs, no, I don't get that. So it's it was weird, odd. That doesn't happen. Uh, within an hour of me being in my room, I was sick. Um, so that lasted the whole night for at least eight hours. Of course, I could not work that day I really had a short layover of only like 11 hours so I had to book off call in sick in Toronto 
which uh, I'm assuming I got food poisoning from something um, not pleasant. If you've ever had food poisoning, you know how horrible you feel because your body's just wanting to expel whatever it ingested. Yep. So by the time you're done expelling that, whatever it was, you are just dehydrated and tired and, weak. and sore. Yeah. I wasn't sore yet, actually, but like, yeah, it was just, yeah. So I went to the ER, got an IV, um, got electrolytes, uh, anti-nausea medication, um, stayed in Toronto that night again. And then, um, yeah, the next day I got cleared by the nurses that we deal with for a situation like that. And I was able to, to be a passenger to go home and then get cleared once I was back in Calgary as well. But, uh, yeah, it definitely took me like two, three days to feel like somewhat normal again, just because like I lost my appetite, obviously fully. I was surviving on applesauce and electrolyte beverages. Um, and I was also very sore, just like my body was sore. Um, yeah, not cool. So of course, I we did not record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that did not happen because I was stuck in Toronto. We ended up missing each other. Um, because I had to go to work the next day. So I went to the airport and then uh, just a couple hours later, Adele landed uh, back in Calgary. So we missed each other. Um, I mean, the good thing was I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't gone for three days. I was only gone for two days, a day and a half. So I came home early. So I got to see her and I, I just wanted to be there for Adele because I know how bad it feels when you experience food poisoning. Have you had food poisoning? Yeah, years and years and years ago. But yes, I've experienced uh, all the bad things that come with it. <laughs> Um, and so that was one of the topics that I wanted to talk about this week. Um, this wasn't a topic for last week because this, it just reminded me of it when you unfortunately had to go through that bout of food poisoning, uh, flight attendants, when we are away from home, if you get sick and you're not able to go to work, it's a big hassle. It's a big hassle because number one, you're not home. You don't get to go see your own family doctor. You don't have your family around or your friends around. You don't have your own bed to sleep in and to rest in and things like that. Um, and so I, when being in your shoes, I, I felt really sorry for, for Adele because I knew how bad it feels when you're sick and you're not at home. And also with flight attendants, we have to get cleared. We have to get medically cleared before we can return back to work or before we can even return home. So in Adele's case, she had to get uh, seen by a doctor. Now, depending what province you're in, what state you're in, what country you're in, they have different procedures for being able to go to like a walk-in clinic. Some places you can actually have a doctor come to you. Now, because you were in Toronto, uh, in Ontario, we don't really have the option of having a doctor go visit. Uh, and so you had to go see a clinic. Now, here in Calgary, we can go to a walk-in clinic. It's not a big deal. We might have to wait an hour, hour and a half maybe. Uh, and usually we go in, sign in. They're like, we'll call you when the doctor's ready. You can go wait outside or go, you know, grab a coffee or something. And uh, and it's a pretty easy process. Now in Toronto, you didn't have that option, did you? No. Well, I mean, obviously I'm coming off of a night of throwing up and the medical advisory service that we deal with were you know telling me okay like it's very much advised that you go to see a doctor at somewhere and get an IV of, of fluids because yeah. you know you're severely dehydrated and that's the best way to rehydrate is to get an IV yeah which is not a fun process either yeah and I mean I did agree I 
I would benefit from that. But getting myself to a clinic in my state, not fun. And they were suggesting me some random places and they were far away. And I called both places, which ended up being not walking clinics. They didn't have appointments for me that same day. So I was like, well, I'm not going to wait like two days in Toronto waiting for these clinics to to have an appointment for me. And also at that point, like the IV would have not really been useful. Like I needed it that day. Yeah. So I ended up having to go to the ER at one of the hospitals in Etobicoke. And honestly, all in all, like I was there about four hours, which for ER emergency room times right now, I'm being told it's not that bad. Obviously, when you're when you're feeling ill and like super tired, I was like falling asleep in the in the waiting room because I was so, so exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not the end of the world, obviously. But yeah, I, I Ubered there and back. Uh, got my IV. Might still have a bruise on my hand. I don't know if you can yeah, see. Yeah, it subsided quite a bit. But yeah, there was a, a bruise there. Um, um, oh, and really quickly, shout out to Leticia. Um, she happened to be on a layover in Toronto as well at a different hotel than Adele was at. But she actually went to the ER and spent some time with her while she was there. So shout out to Leticia. We love Leticia. I, what what more can we say about her? <laughs> Yeah, she's she's an angel. She wanted to send me a care package. I don't know what she would have sent me, but I said, no, I have to leave my room. You don't send anything. So she's like, okay, I'll come with you to the ER. Um, she ended up coming and uh, yeah, and it's just kind of, I think it revitalized me. I was, I had my IV in at that point, gave me a little bit of energy to see someone that I knew and mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I felt helpless because I was halfway across the country not being able to help in any way, so yeah, thank you, Leticia, for <laughs> helping out there. Yeah, so I had to, and I made sure to tell the doctor right off the bat in the ER, like I need some sort of documentation that I've that I've been here, and you know that I'm okay to hopefully like be passengered home the next day, um, because I knew again I was I needed to be cleared once I was back in Calgary still, so you know. I would have had to do all those steps as well. So, yeah. So that was a, a fun week last mm-hmm. week. Um, yeah, I, think, I guess exactly a week ago. Yeah, uh, it's Monday today. Yeah. So yeah, almost. Yeah, you were there Monday, Tuesday. You came home Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, almost exactly a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not fun. No, I mean, definitely. it's been two. Had been two years since I had food poisoning. Last time was when we were teaching in Vancouver and I think I had a falafel wrap from a food truck in (laughs) Vancouver I'm pretty sure that's because that's the only thing I ate that day um and didn't agree (laughs) yeah it always hits overnight right it never hits like yeah it's always at the most inconvenient times to really uh, hit you hard well I mean inconvenient I feel like I'd rather it hit overnight because all the times it's happened to me, it's hit overnight where it's like, okay, like I'm not feeling well. And then like I spend the night being sick, but like, I feel like the alternative is what if you're out and about during the day, <laughs> True, yeah. like that's not great. So I feel like I'd rather still be like in a hotel room or my room or my house mm-hmm. and be able to have access to a bathroom and then a bed to like crash on right after, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. I do get that. 
Um, so that, there was just something I wanted to sort of share that that's something that flight attendants have to go through. If you do get sick when you're on layover, you're away from home, you almost, I don't want to say you feel abandoned, but you feel very alone and you have to sort of fend for yourself to try and do what you can to get better and be well enough to fly home. Um, so just for the passengers out there that aren't airline crew, just remember that. That's just another um, challenge that flight attendants sometimes have to uh, sometimes have to face. And that could be if you get sick, food poisoning, migraines. That's my thing, unfortunately. Um, people, I know people who have gotten injured, broken an ankle, broken a wrist, things like that. And again, just more things that you have to deal with uh, when you're away from home and you don't get to rest in your own bed um, until the doctors medically clear you to go home. So something to think about. Um, all right. So the next part of the podcast that uh, we were going to talk about today is uh, there was a an aircraft incident. We're not going to go over the whole incident. We're just going to highlight a couple things. Um, this was the Japan Airlines incident on January 2nd. Now, in this incident, we had a uh, JAL Airbus A350, which is quite a large passenger aircraft. It collided with a Dash 8300 in Haneda in Japan. And uh, basically what happened was the Airbus A350 was cleared to land and there was some miscommunication with the Dash 8 uh, 300 on the ground. It was a Coast Guard, Coast Guard aircraft and it had taxied onto the runway as the A350 was coming in for a landing. They collided and subsequently ends up into a crash landing. Um, now the Airbus 350 had 347 passengers and then I want to say 12 crew. I'm just going off the top of my head. Um, everybody evacuated from that aircraft safely. Now, there were six um, people on the uh, Dash 8 on the Coast Guard aircraft. Unfortunately, five of the six passengers, well, passengers, they were part of the Coast Guard. Um, five of the six of them uh, did pass away. The captain did uh, escape with some injuries. Um, so what I wanted to highlight with this incident is the importance, of course, of the flight attendants. We're not expecting, I mean, how many times do we take off and land in uh, a month, a year? Tens, dozens, hundreds of times. And every time we go in for a landing, we, in, at our airline, we have a procedure where we go through a mental checklist to prepare us, hey, what if something happens? When we go to training every year, our annual recurrent training, we get um, tested on doing those commands so that if something happens on takeoff or landing, we're mentally prepared to deal with it and evacuate an aircraft. That's what the flight attendants had to do on this Airbus 350 and evacuate all those 347 passengers safely. Now, they did have, uh, I want to say, roughly 15 injuries, which is normal during an evacuation because you're jumping off a slide several stories high. And some people, whether you hesitate, whether you jump off, whether you hit at, a, at an odd angle, whether you gain too much speed and you fall off the end of the slide, there's a lot of different things that can happen and injuries do occur. But... Our job is to safely get all of those passengers off that aircraft within 90 seconds. And that's what this crew did on the Japan Airlines flight. So um, kudos to the uh, to the crew members, both the pilots for getting the aircraft on the ground. I know uh, they couldn't see the Dash 8 that was there. It's just, it just wasn't in their field of vision. Uh, and they had no idea that it was there when they collided. Um, I watched a video. There's a video on Aviation Herald that you can see. Um, and... It basically, as as soon as you think you're about to hit the runway, they collide with the aircraft, mass explosion. They come to uh, like a sliding um, halt. Whole aircraft goes up in flames. And then we need as crew members to get all those passengers off. So what I want to say to anybody listening, if you are traveling as a passenger, listen to your flight attendants. 
pay attention to the safety demo or the safety briefing. Know where your exits are. Leave all of your baggage behind. I know you might have your super expensive laptop in an overhead bin. Leave it. Laptop is not worth your life. Um, anything to add with that? Well, I mean, that you've done a, a good job describing that. Plus, last week, we we definitely went over the how to be a good passenger, um, like point by point, And we covered that, you know, the following crew instructions is so important and being aware and just being attentive and not being under the influence of something too much, you know, like have a drink or two, but don't be like completely obliterated drunk or high or whatever, because you never know what can happen. And obviously this incident unprecedented you don't expect that to happen but the crew are trained to be faced with these situations and when these situations happen the crew jump in and are there to save lives Mm -hmm. thankfully it doesn't happen all the time but we are trained to act in these situations whether it be a medical situation an emergency evacuation a firefighting situation we're trained for all of those things. We don't do all of those things very often or ever, mm-hmm. um, but we know how to do those things. Yeah. So remember, your flight attendants are safety professionals. Yes, they're going to be there to provide you with a good service, come through with drinks and food and all of that fun stuff. But first and foremost, flight attendants are safety professionals, um, and I feel they should be treated as such. Um Yeah, they're going to provide a good service, but number one, they're there for your safety. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I feel like we got really serious here for a second. Sometimes we're we're a little more lighthearted, but uh, I just feel witnessing, not witnessing, but seeing sort of what happened after this incident with the Airbus 350, which is a magnificent aircraft as well, but a big one, lots of passengers. But after seeing that, it just really highlights and really hits home of what our primary job is when we get on an aircraft. Um, I started reading the book Drowning, which is uh, which is one that we're going to review. We're going to do sort of a finally flight, re- flight attendants react to. Uh, and just early on in the book, they talk about, oh, yes, the flight attendants, this is what's like ingrained in your head from training, your commands, if something happens on takeoff or landing. And uh, it just really, really made me real, not realize, think about that a little harder. Uh, and then, you know, start thinking about when I have to go back and do my training. Like, of course, I, I memorize my commands. I go through my mental checklist before every takeoff and landing. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's so important. It's so important. That's what your flight attendants are primarily there for. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you are out there and you are flying, uh, listen to and be nice to your flight attendants. Because they might have to save your butt one day. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening and or watching. Uh, and hopefully, unless one of us gets sick again, we should be here uh, for you next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> right on cue. Amazing. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.